on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to the Saints Prime Podcast. It's been a while, but we are back. We should probably apologise because we haven't actually done any episodes. It's not like we have a good excuse or anything either, we just didn't do it but we're back it doesn't matter i'm here with harry how are you doing harry i'm doing all right the sun is shining i am shining and i'm ready Uh, mikey are you shining as well as harry yeah sure go for it why not i mean i'm not as pale as he is so he's more reflective (laughs) than shining it's because of the light from the window it's nothing else yeah it's nothing else and jamie as well how are you feeling today i'm not bad after my banging tweet of 40 likes you know on top of the world you got four in the end. Forty likes in the end, yeah. But my new Saints. And how many alternative accounts, or you know, just <laughs> no, no, no. I I am liked it myself. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, right, okay. Well, I know. Yes. Little, little, little round of applause <laughs> for Jamie for forty likes. Do we want to do that? Speaking of um, round of applause, shout out to Bradley Hammonds. Sorry if I butchered your surname there. For uh, yeah, us a little DM. Like, oh, when's the podcast back on, boys? Here it is, mate. You're welcome. There you go. All for you. Shout out. That's, <laughs> why, that's why we're here right now. Yeah, yeah. Because we felt Speak guilty up. we don't record anymore. So if you want us to record more episodes, <laughs> DM us. So we want more. No, we'll get, uh, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get back to a routine and I'm sure we'll be able to go back. But today, because uh, it's the end of the season, we thought we might as well talk about... Wait, what? What? It's <laughs> Harry know. being funny. Or <laughs> <laughs> trying to. Right, okay. But it's the end of the season, so we're going to have a look at the stuff we said at the start of the season. You can listen to the podcast about all of our predictions, or you can listen to what we actually said. Harry transcri- transcribed it all and wrote it all down, and he's going to let us know what we said. I put a table as well, so I can see you know who said table. what, who got the closest. And we'll start with Southampton. Where do you think everyone... Where did you predict... Saints to finish or who do you think got closest let's say I think I got closest I think we hmm, I think we all said throughout the whole season because we kept getting questions where do you think we'll finish where do you think we'll finish I think I just said the same the whole way through which was 12 which is not too Hmm. far off but I think that's what I said but Hmm. I don't know we kind of said it like every question it seemed seemed like every question we got it was where do you think we'll finish so I think I just said the same thing to keep it simple so I, I think I was one off but hey Marky, where did you put us? Do you believe? I I believe I put us twelfth, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Think, where do you think you put us, Jamie? Let's say. Let's I think I was a bit more optimistic, but tenth. I think none of us got it spot on. You're wrong, mate. You're wrong. Someone got us spot on, and sadly, <laughs> it was Jamie who said we finish eleventh. Jamie put 11th only said 13th brackets 12th because he on the the fence he put no because you put um, in your whole table prediction you put us 12th and no you put us 12th in one and 13th in the other so you uh, you, you split basically your your answer doesn't count because no 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 no. why did I why did I make two tables we did the the lockdown um, we did the lockdown restart having we did another no no it's because he predicted us to finish 12th in you know when we just said Saints but in the entire table he passed 13th 
I don't know. You're very complicated. You're very complicated. I agree with that, Ollie. You're an idiot. Are you happy where Saints finished, though? You know, at the start of the season, we were quite ambitious. You know, Ralph's first full season, and then we lost 3 0 to Burnley. And I came up with some interesting quotes in the preview, which we'll certainly get onto at some point. But after like a rocky time, what what are your overall opinions on the season? How does it go? Overall, it's been a a season of two halves, basically. First half of the season, it it wasn't very, very good. (laughs) Second second half of the season, (laughs) it was outstanding. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Outstanding, yes. Especially especially post-lockdown as well. And mm. having only one defeat in eight games, was it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah, I think that's absolutely amazing. Considering I hate to say it, the nine nil, and <laughs> such a turnaround since that game has honestly been amazing. And it's really, I honestly think it's the best thing that ever happens to us. Well, not maybe the best at that bit's far, but oh, it's yeah. a good thing to happen. Shut up, man. It's probably the For our season, because I thought if that was that was going to be, I was that was our big turning point. I don't think it would have been another turning point for it. I think we could have been in danger of relegation. I think that was we obviously it wasn't the best score. I think it was something that was needed to happen to kick Ralph up the bum and say, "Look, mate, this isn't working. Sort your system out." And he's done it. He turned this whole season around. I, I don't think it was. I, I think it was to Ralph, and it was also to the players, and the fact that, yeah, you, know, you um, it, it's all like, do you want to be known as the team to get relegated, having lost nine <laughs> nil? Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Sorry, but I think Mikey got put slightly off there because there was some. Um, there was some singing in the background from a certain household that wasn't mine, wasn't Mikey's, and wasn't Ollie's. So I think if I had that choice, it was, really it was very nice. I didn't think we were going to have was, a bit music underneath it. Ollie, I've gone to Mikey and I've gone to Jamie. What are your overriding opinions of the season? Because you predicted us to come lower than we actually did. Mm. What, what do you think? I thought it was going to be a lot more on the line rather than a very low to a very high but I guess that's how football is sometimes. I didn't expect us to to sink solo and then get such a rise back up on it as well. But I just thought it was going to be another kind of season where Ralph kind of felt out where we were. We'd kind of get our points to the mid-table, beat the relegation teams and lose to the top teams. I don't think we'd have, you know, I, I would never, if you said we're going to beat Man City 1-0 at home, I would never would have said that. Uh, Leicester, who were looking for Champions League again wouldn't have thought we would beat them at their ground so a lot of really nice upsets Chelsea away as well was a really good one I know I'm kind of ruining the thing later on but a lot of upsets which were really nice but also a lot of disappointing results as well so very up and down very up and down mm. and uh, we talked about this a lot through the season because it's a preview to every not it's a post review but it's also sort of a preview to the next season before everything kicks off you know we've had a solid season this year what what has to happen for us to then kick on further because we're going to have six weeks off and then we're back at it once again what what has to happen for us to make that next step and keep up the momentum a a good start to the season basically we haven't had a good start to the season over the last three years like we and we've had to pick ourselves up in December and January and try trying to recover from what a poor start it has been so Mm. a good start to the season will then give us a good basis to kick on off while if we start again like we have done for the last two three years 
that's when we're going to find ourselves in trouble again around the December period. You could also argue Bournemouth had a really good start to the season this year and ended up getting relegated. So how do you make sure you have a good start and keep that quality and don't sink off? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not luck of the draw at the end of the day, but if you feel like you've got a solid foundation to push on and continue, where with, with Bournemouth, yes, they beat us 3-1 and had a good few results at the start, but they always had the same flaw in the fact that they've always conceded over 60 goals a season. So that was always going to happen at some point. And if, they, if their players stop firing up front, which did sort of happen and once again we'll get onto that later in the episode we'll go through the entirety of the Premier League there's a lot of interesting quotes from that preview podcast that I'm very looking forward to get getting to about Bournemouth that's that's always going to happen whereas you know for us it started poorly but I feel like overall we had more quality in the squad we had more chances of improving that may be wrong that may be me because I'm a Saints fan so I'm obviously going to say we're better than this we're better than that so we're better than this team but I always had a feeling we could Rebounce, whereas Bournemouth, when they got stuck in the mud, it was sort of it was end game really because you, you shouldn't really see them getting out of it, especially with three or four games to go. Well, I think also, also it has to be players need to be enjoying it, you, mm. like because you think our players probably weren't enjoying the football we were playing at the start of last year, and then as soon as the formation changed, players were enjoying it, and then we were getting results. I don't. I, again, I don't think I've seen a Southampton side actually enjoy playing football like this for three years, and yeah. it's just nice to see them smile and actually be happy playing football. Yeah, I was reading. Apparently, Bertrand, because he's a very senior member of the squad, is very up and down with the managers. If he doesn't like the manager, he won't believe in it, and he will turn the dressing room very quickly. And I heard apparently when Claude Buell was doing his Christmas speech and stuff like that, all the players were literally just talking over him and. Laughing at him and didn't even care about what he was saying because they just didn't believe in him and didn't buy into his style. Whereas I think Ralph has really got something out of Bertrand, and I think Bertrand does really like to press up high and add that pressure. So when he saw that coming back into his game, I think he really got on board with Ralph. Would you agree, Jamie? A hundred percent. Well, I, I, I don't know about that whole Ryan Bertrand change tenor just or anything. That's quite interesting to see. So you can tell he does love playing under Ralph. It's nice to see the senior members enjoying it. Like I said, they do have the biggest impression on the squad. And it's just happy to see, finally, James O'Prowse being the captain of Southampton FC and taking on that role of senior dressing room alongside Ryan Bertrand. Good to see him. He's about to sign a new three-year deal as well. And number three. Right, player of the season. We're going to talk more in depth about the actual awards when we do the Saints Prime Awards in the episode after this. But who did you guys think that you predicted as our player of the season for the 2019-20 season? I'm going to I think I put Che Adams. Yeah, um, I don't know who I put. I actually. think I put Che Adams for one. I think I know who I put, and you lot all laughed at me because I was very uh, <laughs> biased. Did I put Stuart Armstrong by any chance? No, you didn't actually. Oh. Only one. Three of us put Adams. One of us put Danny Ings. So if you if you think that Danny Ings is our player of the season, then you got it spot on. <laughs> Who do, you think, who do you think it was as Jamie fist pumps in the corner? I think it was me. I think it was Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's <laughs> got Why are you so angry? <laughs> uh, overall, Jamie, what inspired you to put Danny Ings over the much favoured Che Adams, which all of all of us other three put? Because I could tell his run of form was not going to last. Because you can see a, a championship player, 22 goals, yeah, it's good, but 
it's not quite Premier League level. You can tell he, he was struggling to find that base goal, but Danny Ings is a proven Premier League striker. I just knew from the get-go he'd do a lot better. It's just my footballing knowledge proving to be um, superior to all of yours or one once again. <laughs> Oh, do, do, do you guys agree that Danny Ings should be I don't believe with Jamie's rubbish he just spewed oh. out but I can <laughs> I uh, it, yeah it, I think it was quite it was quite nice to kind of believe in this big striker we finally got held of and he was going to push us forward but Danny Ings just showed his quality didn't he and uh, got goals nothing more really right we also predicted goal slash moment of the season, which Ollie and Jamie were very annoyed about because they oh, didn't yeah. like they didn't like making fun predictions. So no, they, it's they, not they, that. They he said moment of the season, and it didn't even start. Well, how did we predict the moment of the season? Which yeah. That's the fun so. of it, you know. That's the fun of it. That's right. What did you say then, just so we can work I, out? I said Buffon away at Norwich, which he, he did get three oh. minutes against <laughs> Norwich. Sadly, he didn't. <laughs> that was my prediction. This is why it's so stupid. It didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't I mean, happen. I know what mine was. I'm pretty sure I said Prousey free kick that Van Dyke uh, concedes at Anfield yeah. that we're going to win 1 0. Yeah. And unfortunately, we should have had a penalty that Prousey would have put away. But, you know. Yeah. Things don't happen that way. I have no idea what you said. <laughs> did I just refuse to, not, with, no, 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 you refuse did. not to say anything? Within this prediction, we learned that we we were going to do an FA Cup and League Cup double because Jamie <laughs> said that Hoiberg was going to score in the semi-final of the League Cup and Oli said that Hoiberg was going to score a banger in the final of the uh, the FA Cup. Did I? A, Ger- <laughs> a Gerard's moment. Apparently so. Sadly, Gerard-esque. none of those happened. I think by this so. point, me and Jamie were so angry, we just I wanted to get the other question you, away. You just didn't want to do it. I, so I, both what final, round I don't be, care. Get away. What round did we go out on in either cup? I'm trying, I can't uh, really remember. FA Cup, we got knocked out to Tottenham. It's the replay, we went and saw Jamie. Oh, yeah, that's Tottenham. And League Cup. Did we go out on pens? No, that was last year. Who did we go out to in the League Cup this season? Ever, no, Leicester on penalties, wasn't it? Or, no, I think that was... Oh, yeah, I think, no, think we, it was Leicester pens, actually. I remember that. Was it? No, no right, give me a sec. I, I can give me... Give me no, it was Man City. Sorry, it was Man City. Oh, we it was, yeah. Jack yeah, Stevens. Yeah. We, we're getting confused because we, me, Mike and Jamie went to the game against Fulham where Michael Oberfemi scored a, a lovely mm. goal. And Kevin, it was the only ever game Kevin Dancer actually started in his actual position. Mm. But uh, yeah, sadly, Mike got that Was right. that our signing of the season, would you say? Um... No, not quite. We won't go we won't go into who we think has the goal moment of the season because that will be next episode. But we also did predict the Saints Young player of the year. One person said Valerie, one said Slattery, and two said Jake Vokins. So who do you think's the closest there? Because you know I, really... I think I said Valerie, didn't I? Uh, I think I said Valerie. No, I think Jamie said Valerie, I think you said Slattery. Oh no, Harry! Yeah. You might say Slattery. I I said Valerie. Jamie said Callum Slattery, uh, <laughs> and Ollie and Mikey said Vokins. So you two are probably closer. Vokins. Oh, I, I, I say Smallbone. Smallbone got it, but Vokins definitely was a second. Because mm. Slattery yeah. went out on loan. I don't think he even made a first team appearance this year. He might not, have gone not this badly. season. No, not this season. Um, and then Valerie. <sighs> he's had a difficult year. Uh, I yeah. definitely wouldn't say mm. he's performed well. No. no. Hopefully he bounces back or, or gets loaned out to get first team football. Right, top goal scorer. We all did it. We all got it correct. 
It was Danny Ings, and we all hey. said Danny Ings. None of us hey. said Shay Adams. Well done, so I yes, think sir. we did well there. I think we did very well. We all thought that he wasn't going to get injured. Well, maybe not that, but we didn't think he was going to get too injured. I so think, that, that's yeah, I think one, of, one of the quotes was, um, as as long as he stays fit, he will be our top goal scorer. I think someone said that he could get 15 this year and he ended up getting yeah. 22. So. I had that as a quote. Some... Oh, he's even got quotes. This where. table he's I think made it, is I so... Think it was, I think it was Ollie. yeah. Ollie, uh, there it is. Ollie could be his Ings peak point. Say, so remember a 15-goal season. I mean, when on. we don't have Ings, come we on. miss that striker instinct to get a goal out of nowhere. And uh, me up. Mikey Football that journalist Ollie saying. Boast with a key prediction exactly. for Southampton season. Exactly. There you go, the uh, title for today. <laughs> Ollie, just shows how, Ollie just shows how easy it is to be a football journalist. Exactly. Really exactly. Nice. Just exactly. make a That's sweeping that. prediction at the end of the season it looks perfect and then, you know, <laughs> no, reliable, uh, incisive information from the Saints Prime podcast that is right there. That's why you don't get that on any other podcast. Mikey also said every season he has the potential to be a double figure striker. So I think we, I think you've both done quite well there, to be fair. I think you both done quite well. Right. The reins to this podcast in reliable information. Top assists. Who do you think got this correct? Because one person did. Well, A, who do you think got the most assists? And B. It was Nathan. Because he got three at the back end of the season to make it four I don't think it was me, in total. Four? Is that it? Yeah, he got, he got four overall. Oh, in, in the Premier League, according to the Premier League <laughs> that is official. Quite poor. <laughs> yeah, four assists. Not, I think it's because we forced so many mistakes that we just kind of. We get goals, in, or maybe he didn't really have an assist. He just got the ball and smashed yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like I'm looking at it now. Pretty much everyone's got about two assists because I guess it was. We had a lot of players playing in our squad this year, didn't we? So I guess it was yeah. all kind of fairly spread out. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Right. So, well, the other guesses, Harris's. Uh, so I said Adams. We got he got a fair few, but probably not not the impacts that I thought he was. Uh, we had Hoiberg from Jamie, so I think he got one or two. Oh, so man. it's not not a great one. Ollie said Bertrand because we we influenced him because we said about the uh, the wings system from the four two two two. So he got peer pressured by us to saying how many Bertrand, did he get? Uh, one, one. That's quite poor yeah. for a wing back in the one assist. Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing that we're talking about on the in that number podcast when we're saying they're nice guys. They're very yeah. nice guys. Yeah, we I think me and Ollie then were talking about that we, we wish there was more of an impact from our wing backs because we didn't really feel it that season, at least you no know, numbers-wise, goals and assists, they didn't get too many. So maybe next season, that's something that we should be working on. But Mikey did get it correct. He said Nathan Resman, so you can you can get a prize for that. Whoever put Bertrand and Hoyberg, they got the same amount of assists as Kevin Danto this year. So oh, yeah. no. <laughs> it's not concrete. A mighty one, a very mighty one. Right, next yeah. one, the surprise package I think all of us actually no one person got close three people were absolutely miles out I'm guessing I was probably miles out what did I say you said Joshua Sims as your surprise <laughs> oh, package <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear 
<laughs> we'll, 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 you can laugh, Jamie, but you also said Angus Gunn, so there's not much. Ooh. There's not much you can say. At, from at least that Angus Gunn was at the club. I yeah, mean, Angus Gunn was registered to yeah. play. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm still worse on this one. Yeah. Uh, I said Harrison Rees, so if we're going for Fulham's surprise package of the season, I've got so that you bang can't on. have a go at me there, Harry, and say Harrison Reeds, son. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was fantastic, just he wasn't wearing a red and white shirt. Uh, hopefully he gets promoted with Fulham this season. But I think Mikey knows who he put as the surprise package. Oh, I've got no idea. Michael Overfemi. Michael Overfemi, yeah, yeah. Yes. Would you call him a surprise package this season? He, he got what, four I think he's goals? Been a close three game. goals, four goals. Yeah, three, goals three goals. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I I think. I mean, he's probably not in the biggest surprise. Who would you say is the biggest surprise? I know we're doing the awards next week, but yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. It's hmm. it's difficult because I don't, I think Smallbone Smallbone's been good, but I wouldn't say he's blown me away with his performances. He's been a good player, but it's not like hmm. a been wow. This guy could, should start in our midfield. Could you say, like, I think there's probably, I've, I've got three that I'll go, Ings, because Noel was expecting a 20 goal yeah. season from him. Yeah. Ward Prowse, because even though he was important on the back end of last year, he's completely grown. I'd say probably the one that I would put highest up is Jack Stevens. Yeah, because yeah, going from nowhere in the team, I don't, I don't know if he even started against Burnley. I think he came off the bench against him. He wasn't in the first team for the first half, and now he's come out being our leading centre back in a back four. Like, mm. I mm. think he's had a very surprising and really good season. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah I think that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think any of us got it correct, but I think Oberfemi was a, it was a decent shout. You know, he got yeah. a couple of important goals here and there. So yeah. I think that was, that was an okay shout. Right, underwhelming player <laughs> of the season. <laughs> hey, before we start this, who do you think it was? I know once again we'll do it more in the podcast, but we'll just have a quick quick think. Who do you think it was? And then I'll go through who each person predicted. Uh, underwhelming Probably Shay. yeah Shay. considering three of us had him as our player of the season and he mm. only turned it on in the last six games that, yeah for mm. me I, I'd say because it at the start of the season I thought Valerie was going to be our new nailed right back and was pushing Cedric out by the end of the season he looks completely devoid of any confidence whatsoever and he's gone from someone who was pushing on first team and looking like a real talent to looking like an absolute wreck on the 9-0. He had a two-game run to show something when uh, the restart happened. Nothing, he didn't show anything really and basically gave Walker-Peters a free run to, well, I can't know. Um, he gave Walker-Peters a free run to have a go at the, uh, the first team and Walker-Peters proved himself. So for me, I think it's Valerie. I think you saw that quite really yeah, well I'd there. say there's also probably a shout for Kevin Danso because the amount of excitement <laughs> there was around him coming in on loan on transfer yeah, deadline sure. day to be one of our starting centre-halves and he started once at centre-half got sent off against United and then we didn't really see him again but against mm-hmm. City when we lost 3-1 didn't he came off the mm-hmm. bench against City when we conceded twice so I yeah. think he's been quite disappointing this year as well right, right, so it? one sh- yeah, oh you go I was just going to say he was only on loan so I wasn't expecting too much I was just kind of happy to see it so I wasn't expecting too much from him to be fair right one shout was Ryan Bertrand do you think he's got 
do you think it's got a fair shout of being not underwhelming but maybe expected more this season I think attacking wise right. yes defensively he's been average to decent mm. I'd mm. say this year so mm. yeah fair play so Jamie was the one that said Ryan Birch and are you happy with that prediction oh. or are you uh... <laughs> um, underwhelming well that's the thing as a left back I guess job is I don't know, is it you're not really done necessarily bad or anything expe- exceptionally well he's just done his job really it's, it's hard to kind of describe I guess he's done quite well really having no backups he's had the pressure of trying to make sure he's staying saying um, staying saying not injured that doesn't make sense Sorry, saying fit is the word I'm looking for but um, yeah no, I don't know. I don't know what to say, really. I don't know what to say yet. Calm down. You're fine. <laughs> You're all jumping around going. <laughs> what can I talk about? Ryan right. Birch and I predict him to be underwhelming. I don't know, Harry, unfortunately. Well, I, just, I just think, you know, I think I, I've given him a lot of... Uh, slack this season you know. I wish he did commit more attacking wise but against Manchester United you did see his quality and the fact that Mason Green was on a very very good run of form and he kept him he kept him very very silent to be fair and I think he was very important in that victory but apart from that I did wish we got a bit more for him maybe like James Sermons because he doesn't have that level of competition Jake, Jake Vokins is good but he's not quite first team consistent level just yet so we'll see right someone else said James Ward-Prowse probably one of our players of the season Ooh. Someone chucked, under a, someone chucked under a bus. It was indeed, Ollie. Yeah. Why did you chuck James Will Prowse under a bus? Um, I, have you got a quote on it or am I going to try and remember I think, what I, think I said just, a year ago? Because I think you said because he's going to be playing in a more deep position. He's unlikely to have that attacking output. Mm-hmm. And most of his goals will come. or it'll, it'll still be on corners and free kicks, I'm pretty sure you said, but he won't yeah. have that same that same level so part of it's correct but yeah. I'm also I, th- I think I think the thing that I was saying was that we saw Warprouse do really well in that number 10 role and there's not a number 10 role specifically in the 4 triple two, or at least I didn't realise it at that point mm. and he has come back and he's obviously done really well there I just didn't think I'd expect him to do that well in that position so I think that's probably I think that's a positive for him because I didn't expect him to to come and sit back and control the game that well from where he was so it's a credit to him, really. Musa mm. Gineppo is also put under as someone's underwhelming player of the season. Do you, did you expect more from him? You know, new signing, got injured quite a lot, so it's sort of yeah. difficult to have the impact that he wants to. But he did, you know, win us two games single-handedly. So, if anything, he got us another six points. I mean, he did desperately need it, to be fair, right at the start he's, of the season. He's got our second most man of the matches. He's got three man of the matches, apparently. Mm. So, he's had three decent games, at least. <laughs> yeah, my, my only concern when I said that is just the fact that I didn't think he'd get the game time, especially as a new signing. But at the start of the season, he did. Uh, I know he's, he's struggled to get in the team because of injury suspension and the good form of Redmond and Armstrong. Uh, Armstrong. So it was an okay prediction without being anything special, really. Jamie, I thought we were going to say something. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Well, it was. We kind of covered it all. Hey, it's too good. He has, a, he has a habit right. of doing that, hasn't he? Yeah, Articulating he beautifully, so there's nothing to say. <laughs> he kind of just like, we're done here. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. All right. Um, Mikey said Stuart Armstrong because he doesn't <gasps> fit in. Is, is that's well, what he said. I, yeah, I said, I said, said Ollie where, where he was fit. <laughs> Ollie where it hurts. Yeah, and and the first, the first half of the season, I was thinking, do you know what? This ain't too bad. He wasn't starting that much. He wasn't like getting in the team. 
And then the second half of the season, he comes in, the side drastically improves. He's so (laughs) confident on the ball, happy to take a shot. I I was more than happy to see him have a really good year. Um, So, yeah, yeah. I'm not happy and happy with that prediction at the same time. (laughs) I I see what you mean. Right, (laughs) signing of the season, all of us, and this is the final one, signing of the season, all of us put Che Adams. So, is that Mitchell and Che Adams? Do you think we were correct in that because even though I only got four goals I guess two of them were match winners because we won a game 3-1 one and 1-0 when he scored and 2-0 against Bournemouth so Gineppa only won us two games so do you think that's even, correct do you, do you think he had a better season than Gineppo? I think um, Gineppo had a better start yeah because he, he, he got a couple of assists and put himself around for some other games as well didn't he yeah like, I think he got the assist for the Leicester goal he did something else so I think he slightly edged himself on Gineppo I reckon I think that's pretty fair right we've done Southampton so that's the Southampton segment if you want to listen to our Premier League review of our predictions that's right now so who did oh. you think <laughs> I thought you were going to do on another podcast <laughs> yeah. proper... I mean, we no, can no, show no, if we want. you can if you want we, no no, you know, no it's fine we can do it now right number one top of the league where <laughs> Two, I think only one person said Liverpool. Three people said Manchester City were going to retain the title. And I've got. A I definitely of... said Man City. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think I most likely said Manchester. Mikey, Mikey's he's trying to find his notes, but <laughs> hi, Sean. Hi, all. Oh. What are you doing, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> he's out. He's, he's he doesn't know what to do with himself. I think he's looking for his table prediction. Yeah, but I've got mine. It. Yeah, I've got mine. I said Man City first. Oh. Sorry to ruin the suspense, Harry, but this you know, is so. fine. Yeah. So who did I think Mikey put mine? Not think I, I know that Mikey put Manchester City. So sadly, once again, Jamie was correct. He <laughs> put Liverpool were going to win. Go. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He's, he's, he's got his for it. What did he say? Um, um, I don't have a direct Jamie oh. quote, but I had <laughs> that. Uh, where's Mikey? Uh, I think Liverpool will be further away this year. I think me and Mikey both said, and um, they won. They, they they won the league. So. I just they, need cop to keep up the momentum. The <laughs> yeah, I just need cop to keep momentum of the high pressing tactics they have in Liverpool. And just, any any great teams can keep up this high scoring point system, such as Liverpool had in the last two seasons. So they they were robbed the title last season from a. John Stone's clearance. Can I ask what you mean by high scoring points? <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, no, sorry, Ollie. 90, it's, ta- it's what Klopp calls his tactic. 
Sorry, one at Joe for Man City. So second. did I get it right again? Oh, that's funny. I got it right once again. It must have been the lesser point-based system tactic that they had. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Champions League spaces, third and fourth. Once again, we all put the same teams third and fourth, but in a different, you know, different combination of ways. Who did you think we went for for the Champions League third and fourth? I position? think I put. Um, United third and Chelsea fourth. I, I didn't get either of them right. I know. That. I'm pretty sure I put Spurs third and Arsenal fourth. So all four of us believe that Arsenal and Tottenham would make up the top four. But where did it go wrong for them? Due to the fact that Arsenal, you know, preceding they had a great transfer window, Pepe in, Tierney in, Sabios came in, Saliba who's going to come back on so it didn't really make a difference for this one. And Tottenham off the back of the Champions League final brought in one of the best midfielders apparently in Europe and in Dombele but it just didn't go right for them. You know, where do you think it went wrong? I think with Spurs, with Spurs they'd gone as far as they'd possibly gone with Poch or at least they thought that they'd gone as far as they did with Poch because uh, when you get so close to a Champions League or Premier League and an FA Cup and not win it, it's very difficult to motivate yourself. Of Arsenal, they relied too much on their strikers. I think Arsenal were just a better quality Bournemouth this year mm. in the fact that they relied on their strikers too much and the defence was incredibly weak. Yeah. Uh, they they just couldn't... Um, defensively, they were shocking and their strikers are incredibly egotistical when they didn't perform in the first half of the season. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I just I love your comparison to the say yeah. that. They are just a better Bournemouth. And the Bournemouth on steroids. I think uh, <laughs> Ollie said that Arsenal get hostile when things go badly. And I think we've seen from that's Arsenal fan TV this year, especially with DT booting thin air and uh, tied <laughs> up again going up to the camera and saying that more pie is a cheat. I enjoyed it, but I don't think Arsenal fans did. Do, do you still, you know, is that a part of a reason, do you think, Ollie, that you know, when things go badly, it doesn't seem like their fans well, back what's going on? This is no more than I think Wenger would get them when he mm. was there, which was probably top four, top six with an FA Cup. And they forced him out of that club, got a replacement who didn't do any better, and now they're only just mm. rebuilding now. Like... Yeah. Is it entirely worth it? Are they properly happy with the with the uh, the difference they've got now, or are they, yeah. you know, are they a little bit resentful that they did that? I don't know, but you know, yeah, very true. Got, uh, but yeah at the start, I said Pepe, Lacazette, and Aubameyang will have a combination of forty goals all together, and sadly, well, for them, sadly, anyway, that didn't quite happen. And same for Tottenham, or say for Arsenal, do you think they'll be able to bounce back next season though? They've got Mikel Arteta in charge. They won the FA Cup and if they keep Aubameyang, even though I don't think they should, they've probably got an even better chance of getting to top four. Do you think they, they can battle with the likes of Man United and Chelsea who we'll get onto in a minute? The problem is that United and Chelsea have so much quality and they seem to have a lot of their system figured out by now. While yeah. Arsenal, I think they're still learning how Arteta wants to play. They played fantastically well in the FA Cup. I mean, they got a little bit lucky with some of the decisions, but they played really well to win the FA Cup. They've had a solid end to the season, uh, and it's just about, A, if they can keep Aubameyang, because him being 22-goal-a-season striker, he won top goal scorer last year, he's very important to their side. They actually can get Lacazette firing as well. I think they will have a okay chance. They need to get a world-class centre-back, though, because without mm. that, their defence is shocking and they will not get top four. Yeah, I think that's right. Fifth place, we all put the same team in Manchester United. United. My, yeah. 
Mikey said that it could be a free throw for fourth place, whilst I said Man United may lose out on goal difference. Whereas actually, they, well, they, would, they didn't win out on goal difference, but they could have done. You know, why do you think you know Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was able to get them from you know probably a poor end to last season and really boost them and get into that top four this season and keep his job? Keep his job. <laughs> it's, a, it's quite plain and simple. It's one player, Bruno Fernandes. He's the only single-handedly the only reason why they're playing Champions League football next season. He came in January. Yeah, he tied up that team. It's what the player they needed from the get-go. I think they tried to sign him in the summer. I'm not, I'm not a United fan, so I don't really know the whole business <laughs> behind that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think if he if he came in um, in summer, I maybe a bit of a bold pitch. I think they could have even challenged maybe for second place. Maybe not the title. I could have pushed a bit more on City and Liverpool. I think mm. I have to figure out what happened next season, depending on who they else they bring in. Mm. If they saw that their goalkeeper position. Title challenges next year, possibly. Do you think? I wouldn't say title, take title challenge. That's a bit far, Harry. But maybe put at least a bit more pressure on City and mm. Liverpool. There's a bit of a there's a drastic points difference between third and second and first. Yeah, well, another team that could challenge the title is Chelsea. And me, Jamie, and Ollie all put them as sixth place. You know, they didn't have a transfer window, so Frank Lampard came in. Just had to really use you know what he had. No one really predicted them to get top four. They did really well. They could have went further, you know, if they had a more solid defence I think they can see what, like, almost 50 goals this season with Catherine goal who doesn't look like he's going to play another game of football for the Blues what what are your opinions on Chelsea from this season do you think they got more than they expected I really like what Frank did I think I, I don't know if you got a quote on what but I'm pretty sure at the start of the season I said Chelsea fans will give the most amount of possible leeway to Frank Lampard because he's a legend of them which is I think exactly yeah. what they needed and I think we've gone through a lot of cycle managers um, in the Premier League. And you talk about, oh, I think he almost went past that point where he could have got sacked and they just went, we're just going to stick with him. Mm. So it's allowed him to kind of build a foundation. And I think Frank did really well to kind of, he almost used the, the lone players he knew well at Derby as a kind of, it was Derby, wasn't it? Not, yeah, Mason Mount, Tamori. Yeah, so it meant players. he could build his foundation on the players he knew and he would probably use those players even if he didn't have a transfer window but it gave him a really nice foundation and people knew his system already so it kind of gave him a nice jump start into the into the season mm. Well yeah, one man that didn't put Chelsea in sixth place because well not because of but he said Tammy Abraham is not ready for the Premier League and instead put Leicester in sixth position was Mikey Maysman what did you think at that point of the season that Leicester would get that high or they they got even further at the end of the day and why do you not put Chelsea in the top six? I put Leicester in the top six because I thought that as a squad they were very well balanced they had a good good solid centre-back pairing in Sorrentio and Evans I think Evans was a little bit questionable at the start of the year but he's really showing his quality really good full-backs in Chilwell and Pereira I mean Chilwell's not had the greatest of seasons but I think both of them have been very good indeed and Tielemans in the centre are two very good central midfielders Vardy at top you know you're going to get goals with him Madison's a creative force as well and he's a very good set-piece taker so I think overall their 11 was very strong with Chelsea I wasn't convinced with Lampard. I, I wasn't convinced of his man, like how he was going to be as a manager. I also wasn't convinced in their attack. I think Hazard provided nearly 50% of their goals from the season before. Mm. I thought that was going to be a massive loss. And I wasn't overly convinced with um, Tammy Abraham and I thought he would be starting over Olivier Giroud, which he was, but Abraham really kicked on at the start of the season. 
So uh, Chelsea did well. I think though United and Chelsea got a little bit lucky with mm. the fact that Spurs and Arsenal were so poor this year and Leicester bottled it at the end. I think yeah. one of them could have missed out on top four if Leicester had continued to... I think Leicester lost three in their last five. So mm. that really like hit on them and they didn't have a fantastic lockdown period or just that little period before. So I think they've got a little bit lucky this year with top four and maybe next year uh, they're going to improve because United have all the money in the world and Chelsea have got mm. Werner and Ziyech coming in. But yeah, I think they've got a little bit lucky with that. Well, one team that did struggle through lockdown was Sheffield United and all of us well Mikey did and the three of us put Sheffield United at the bottom of the table and all of us had them to get relegated as well yeah. how impressed have you guys been by their, their bounce back I think just us I think most fans you know when Huddersfield came up straight away everyone wrote those off and they went down next season but I don't think Sheffield United are going to necessarily be like that you know how impressed have you been with their both their tactic purchases as well like, what's it been like? Well, I, I personally don't see him doing that well next season because I think everyone's kind of figured them out now. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of either the, the pressing centre backs. Yeah, it's really impressive because they've never been really seen me seen in the Premier League before. However, they can't really do that for a second season in a row. But it shows like us beating them three one at the start of the season. Even though we did beat them one nil, so they would see three goals in a game that's unheard of right the front mm-hmm. start of the season. At Sheffield United, I think they just have been. So they've been shown their flaws now. That's that's going to keep going unless they change it up. But mm. I bro- mm. I don't know. I, I think I was I was going to say that I think they are a solid defensive side if they keep Henderson, which probably looks likely. Um, and they've got a good back five now that have worked well in the league. You're always going to be a decent team if you can defend. You will pick up points, and I think that's what they did. They. They picked up points when they could and they won the games they had to. It put them in a really good position. The only difference if that defensive line gets broken up or there is a big weakness that gets gets found, then I could see them possibly going down. But apart from that, I, I think they're a fairly solid side and I think that there are probably teams that teetered on the edge this year that could probably be in danger next year. So I'm, I don't think Sheffield won, so Sheffield Wednesday. Ugh. Sheffield United will be in too <laughs> they, much won't, they won't be happy with that. My Sheffield United is momentum. They've lost the last three games of this season. And you mm. looked at, um, especially how Watford finished last year, they were really, really poor at the end of last year. And that can kick on to the next season. It. I mean, Sheffield United have been incredibly impressive this year. They've got the fourth mm. best defensive record in the league, best one outside of the top four. And if they can continue that, then they will be safe. It's just whether a big injury to one of their centre-halves, because when one of their starting three centre-halves got injured or taken out the first team, that's when it seemed to not work anymore. And it seems like there has to be very specific centre-halves that can play that overlapping role. And... I mean, they have been impressive. It's just whether they can keep that for next season. Yeah, one team that all of you guys weren't a big fan of at the start of the season were Brighton. All of you had them to get relegated. Mike at the bottom, uh, uh, Jamie and Ollie, you both put them 19th. But they were able to survive, you know. They had a poor mid-season, but you know, after the lockdown, they did really well victories against Arsenal. And they got a few points against Newcastle and other teams as well, and against us, you know, do you think they'll be able to push on next season or do you think that you're going to be putting them back in that, that relegation battle or places, sorry, because I think they'll still be in the battle? 
Uh, uh, my problem with Brighton, they don't defend well and they don't score a lot of goals. Like mm. they just, they just seem to be a a very average team of like, and they'll just have a poor second half of the season. Uh, again, I think they haven't gone down because teams are worse than them. I don't think that they're better than a lot of the league and it shows by them finishing 15th they've got the joint third least amount of wins this year they've got the same amount as Bournemouth and Villa Uh, and maybe next year with Leeds coming up maybe with West Brom coming up there could be another place in that bottom three that is open and available to go down I don't know if Brighton are going to be filling that hole. Mikey, up. what do you think about the new signs of Adam Lallana and um, bringing in, I can't remember his name from, from uh, Ajax. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah the two very strong midfielders. Do you reckon that will make much impact on the team or do you reckon they need to strengthen <laughs> other places? The thing is with Lallana, you know he's got talent. It's whether he can stay fit for the entire year. Mm. Um, and that has been his problem at Liverpool is his fitness and his injuries. Um, and with Joel Veltman, we've seen players come in from the Dutch league that have done outstandingly well. And we've also seen players from the Dutch league who've done incredibly poorly. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how he does. The fact that he's 25, 26, he hasn't got this move early. Um, so maybe he's experienced enough to shore up that defence, but I'm not too sure whether yeah. he will or not. Yeah, so I think with Brighton, they've got history of getting from the Dutch league. They've got Lacardia, who hasn't really... Oh, he's out on loan now. And they've got uh, Davi Proper as well, who's he's been okay. He's been, he's been a constant player in their midfield, so I'm not too sure. I, all I put for the notes on Brighton, with Mikey, it was Potter abuse. I didn't want to write down all the quotes. <laughs> you, just, you didn't quite think he was at the level. I, said, I thought they invested well, and I thought they'd come 16th. So I think that's the best prediction I've done, and that's not even that impressive. <laughs> um, Ollie, you put them in the relegation zone. Why? Why weren't you too impressed with them before we was that? Brighton, Brighton, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't think they've got a great identity. Do you know what I mean, there's nothing too much there. Yeah. They're all right. They can get some goals. Their defence is okay, but they're just a bit nothing. So I just kind of thought I could see him getting them in the scrap, really. But, yeah, Perfect. All, all of us the one thing that we did all get correct not in the right position at all but we all said that Norwich were going to go down I think Mike <laughs> said that they were too young was the question and uh, I don't know if that was necessarily what it was but you know their tactic they tried to play expansive football didn't work players didn't have much experience and they, they did go down with a quite not pathetic that's harsh 21 points do you think they'll be able to bounce back next season and why don't you think they had a success this year I think because they didn't have a plan B. They they weren't a team that wanted to get stuck into games. They were very flary. They wanted to try and play the ball round. And sometimes, especially like Sheffield United really proved it well this year. Villa at the end of the season too. Sometimes you do just have to dig in and get a result. And that Norwich yeah. side didn't have the players to dig in and get a result. Mm. Um, their, their only real impressive performance was against Man City where they won 3-1 4-1 wasn't it at the start three, of the year 3-2 three, um, and that that's probably the only game that I can say that they really stuck in a performance that they tried to get three points out of apart from that mm. I mean especially when we played and when we beat them 3-0 there was nothing really and I don't think there's been anything from the start of lockdown I think Daniel Fark pretty much accepted their fate before lockdown even happened 
Um, and it's, it's going to be quite upsetting to see Norwich get stripped of all their assets because they've got a very good young squad. And mm-hmm. maybe if they keep hold of them, they will come back up again and they'll have the experience of last year. Maybe they'll do better. But it, I think we won't be seeing Norwich for a couple of seasons in the Premier League at least. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I put Palace at 18th, so probably was my really? best prediction. But they did they did lose their last six of five. But I think that's, that's just because they're on the beach. They will lose Zaha, but he, once again, he didn't have a great season. I think he got less goals and assists than Che Adams and Warprouse. So mm. it, it wasn't that influential this season. But overall, the awards for the Premier League player of the season, three of us put KDB, one person put Kane. Do you think, even though Henderson got the awards, do you think Kane uh, and then uh, Kevin De Bruyne should have got the awards? Because oh, 100%. I think the only reason mm. Henderson got it was because he, he captained the side to their first league title in 20, yeah. was it, I don't know, yeah. 30 something years. And so I think yeah. that was literally, literally the only reason why he won it. Yeah, he's a mm. good player, he's just not world class on the level yeah. as Kevin De Bruyne is. Yeah. For, for me, I think it's got to be who would be the first person in your team. And yeah. Kevin De Bruyne would be the first person in my team. And although Henderson is a good anchor in that midfield for Liverpool, I would still say there's probably more important players in that Liverpool side than Henderson. You take Van Dijk out that uh, centre, you know, that defence, and that really does change their game. Whereas I think, uh, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the league this year. Yeah, yeah, 20 assists and however many goals probably does does say that as well. <laughs> right, young player of the season. We had two Fodens, uh, that was me and Mikey. Jamie put down one Bissaka, and Ollie said a Chelsea player. But not, not, I'm not trying to hide anything. He literally said a Chelsea player. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he didn't say, because I think you, you were impressed by their young crop of loanies. Wow. Uh, oh, Way sorry, to uh, open it up. So I could, I've got a nice pick there, to be fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> a Chelsea player. What, do I, am I close? I don't know. I don't even know if that's a brilliant. Um, didn't Trent get it this year? Or Trent, I think, I think if Trent qualifies, I'm pretty sure he does qualify. I would probably say Trent. If not, I'd then say Greenwood. But I think Foden's under like, 24, isn't it? So yeah, Trent would. Foden's a good third place. I think. I think we did okay, okay mm. with that. But Wan Bissaka, Jamie, you know, I think I think he had a decent season. <laughs> Maybe attacking wise, he wasn't brilliant, but defensively, a lot of tackles in there and help them keep more clean sheets to get into the top four so Classic you're happy with that you I, don't, I don't really know where I got I said that from to be completely honest with you and, and that was what Ollie was talking about there I think it's kind of a bit delusional being before the first time in a while but um, anyway um, yeah I'm not too sure why I said um, but I'm um, exactly yes it's a good, good season but I would say um, player of the season wise I would probably would have gone I don't know yeah, Valerie if I was being proper you know <laughs> yes yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't know why I said that to be honest Phil Bowden is a good shout realistically Mm. I think I still think the young player season 24 is way too old to be a young player oh, season. Yeah. And I think mm. Gary Lineker said that like, even two years ago, after, I think um, Deli Ali won it once and he was like 24. It was a bit yeah. odd. And um, yeah, I think, so I think it's a bit no. mad. I think. Pardon? No, don't worry about this one. All right. <laughs> I, said, yeah, I think there was a bit, a bit is the, the age bit is a bit silly, but obviously Trent would deserve it. Yeah. Oh, David Silva's leaving Manchester City Mikey do you think Foden has the ability both to fill that role but do you think he will or do you think Pep Guardiola will go back in there we've seen they've been linked with Fer- Fernand Torres but he's more of a winger than a, a central player I think after all the comments he's made about him he has to 
Like, mm. it, you don't really... If you're saying he's the best player you've ever coached or something like that and you're not starting him, then you sort of got to... start When David Silva goes, that's the role that Foden's got to fill. Mm. And he's shown his quality this year, especially the games after lockdown. He's started games, he's been fantastic. He's changed games. So, uh, I, I would like to see Foden fill that hole. Uh, I think if he can do that, he will get in the England squad easily. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk we talk about Trent, but we already know how good he is. Thirteen assists, breaking <laughs> his own record as a fullback, won the league. Uh, there's not much to talk about. And Greenwood's Greenwood is a sort of surprise package. A lot of people had him in their fancy team because he was that four point five million pound player. He didn't really show <laughs> it until the end of the season when he came Ooh, off the right hand side. We'll find that out right at the end. But it wasn't I know who won between the four of us in our own little mini league. I knew who uh, won it. Back to back champions. Let's go, boys. Let's go, boys. Kevin De Bruyne, triple captain last game week, coming in clutch. You know, not that it's not that It's not the segment that we're talking about right now. Ollie, come on. We'll try and forget about it by the end of the season. Golden boot wheel for Harry Kane. We probably would be correct, but he also got injured for about. Well, three months because the other three was cancelled out. Uh, Vardy got it in the end. No one put Danny Ings though, sadly. So uh, <laughs> you know that, that would have been good. But all of us put Kane. Golden glove. Uh, three people said Allison. Jamie didn't say anything for that one, so we don't know what <laughs> he said that for that. But I think Allison would have got it if he didn't get injured because that's quite a big reason why he didn't. Because I think he's still. How many got games do you miss, Harry? Um, I, off the top of my head I'm not sure I think it was at least seven or eight I might be wrong in that though well, there was a red it was the injury at the start of the year and then there was the red card again oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. someone that also didn't help didn't help him yeah mm-hmm. but Anderson Nick Pope no it was it was Edison sorry Edison, Edison. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really wanted Nick Pope to get it though <laughs> sadly he didn't yeah. right manager of the season Guardiola was said by me Mikey said Brendan Rodgers James said Haas and Hussle and Ollie said I don't know Pellegrini so <laughs> <laughs> it's another, it's another, I was in a real mood wasn't I it's another do, it's another dodgy um, prediction right? Ollie. Can you, you were listening to this back was I in a proper no you, you weren't you were, you were just like you just seemed a bit like sweat, sweat. you never you never gave me a third, we'll see from a couple of the next ones it you must never have been a hot day a, or something you never gave me a, a firm prediction or anything you were just like hey, I think I yeah, had enough by this point yeah, when I heard player. the prediction of the moment of the season I probably had enough I think you lost you lost it from there you lost it from, no that was a different oh it wasn't the same podcast well, okay. I think Pellegrini but, got um, sacked before Christmas so that was a yeah a, a, a little bit off Fantastic. what would you say who do you think was the, the manager since because obviously Klopp had a phenomenal year of 99 points but he also had Chris Wilder had a really good season if Ch- if Rodgers got Champions League he could have been put into the mix as well who would you put it or would you just go simple and uh, go, yeah, I'd still like Ralph no yeah, I think <laughs> I think he because he's won the league by such a margin and yeah. he's got that squad of players Playing some of the best football that Premier League has ever seen, so uh, I think I think Klopp deserves it. Yeah. I think that's fair. Isn't it? Right, best tra- best transfer. I put Yuri Tielemans. So that's a not a bad Jamie once again didn't say anything. Mikey something. Mikey, no, no, no I, think, I think you just, you just, you just. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what he did. 
Uh, Mikey said Moyes Keane, and Ollie said a West Ham signing. And once again, quite with me or West Ham? <laughs> <laughs> quite he just put a I, West Ham I really signing. Don't, I, I, what is that? I just, tra- I just tried to chuck a few names out there. I said Hello, and he was like, Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, Ollie, sure. we just couldn't be bored towards the end of the season. You just, you just, <laughs> weren't, you just weren't happy. The thing is, I don't really like West Ham. I don't know what I saw in them to think they must have done yeah, that well. I think because yeah, they invested well. I think, I think, I think, player, yeah, I think, I think he loved it. What, what were we doing this day? Was it like, I, I can't I work know. out what was wrong with us. We must have just been... <laughs> it just gets more and more vague the thing is I was probably talking through these points as well and I just went nah, I don't know West Ham yeah. player yeah. strange I'd probably, no say, I'd probably say Danny Ings on a technicality was the the, uh, the signing of the season because we did officially sign him but Mikey do you want to run us through your Moyes Keane prediction yeah I thought Everton had stolen one of the best young talents in Europe Thinking 22, 23, 32 and a half million pounds come from Juventus. Looked really, I mean, you only heard good things from Italy about Moise Keane. Um, and then he's come over here, scored twice, I think, <laughs> in the season this year. Everton have been distinctly average to poor um, this season. And yeah, Moise Keane, I think he's probably had a worse season than Alex Wobie has, and that's saying something. So, <laughs> oh, you're saying that he's uh, both bad transfers. Who, who do you think was the worst transfer? And then we'll go through who it actually, who we oh, predict the worst transfer um, in, the, in the league. So I think it's, it's not it's not an obvious one. You know, you've got a Wobie. You've got Haller, you've got Joe Linton, you've got Joe, Joe Linton. That's, what, that's the name I was trying to think of. Yeah, um, Joe, Joe Linton definitely won one of the worst. Mm, yeah. uh, Wesley for Villa, I know he got injured, but he didn't do anything special before either. Yeah. And when we saw him play at Villa Park, he was not very good. Um, <laughs> who did Bournemouth sign this year? There's got to be a bad one that Bournemouth did. I'd- Former signs Philip Billing this season, I believe, who didn't really He's, do too mm. much. I was I was ages ago. Solanke was oh. this season. Yeah, um, your favourite. You really yeah, rated. To be fair, the back end of the season, I think he's done quite well. I think I think he's done well. The well. rest of the season, not too much, but no. he's, I think he's certainly improved. Outscored Shane Long. Just to see, yeah, Shut up. yeah, which is which really is which really isn't great. But uh, all all of us put well. Uh, Jamie put um, some Maxim in, so oh. that's, not a, that's not a great one. That doesn't uh, come the off rest well. of us, well, two people put Joe Linton and me and Ollie and Mikey said Joe Lintino, not Joe Lintino, sorry, <laughs> Joe Linto, Joe Linto. So, but I think he Joe Linto. What happened? No, sorry, it was Joe Lintino, but it was indeed. I think I think I'm pretty. Uh, no, I think he meant Joe Linton. But I think we got. I think we got it pretty spot on. I think all of us, apart from the Newcastle hierarchy, uh, thought that as well. I think mm. all of us sort of said they've done this just to show they can spend money and not yeah. actually thought about the transfer. Don't get me wrong; he's good at hold up play, but for a forty million pound player, I'd rather not have the same goals and assists as Nathan Ake this season. Yeah, so that's it's, the- it's really it's really not brilliant. Mike, have you found? I can see your. No, Bournemouth didn't sign many players this season. Hmm. So. Well, I've been searching for nothing so far. Right, we had surprise—not surprisingly—call cool up, but we had England 
call up who's going to get called up Mikey put Tom Davis and Harvey Barnes one was most certainly closer than the other but yeah. Harvey Barnes not, not an awful one Tom Davis not great right. uh, J- Jamie put Angus Gunn once again <laughs> oh, dear. once again far <laughs> oh dear Che uh, Adams and Mason Mount were my ones so I think Mason Mount did get an appearance and Ollie do you know what who you put it's going to be ridiculous I'm going to put a, a- <laughs> a player from a team an English on player yeah. an English player <laughs> what did I put a, a Man City player what did I put no you, no, you put not sure <laughs> oh for God's <laughs> sake I mean, <laughs> did, I just, did I leave or something you just made these up like <laughs> oh, no when I was writing when I was writing these notes I just got fed up to be honest with you I was like we're all making these predictions and I was just like not sure I don't know this player this player but um yeah, once again, I think we're all... We all had an okay one. I think Harvey Barnes may... Was I'm unlucky not to get one at times. Why did Mason I... Mason was all right. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what's wrong with me. Like... I must have been in a right stinker. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> after, the, after the next question, though, I put strange moment as the next one, so I don't think you were too impressed with that. I think <laughs> you said... You put football puncture as your surprise moment, which was, which was quite inventive. More, more, yeah, more interesting oh. than the other ones. Uh, Norwich beating Liverpool was Mikey so he almost got it he almost got it I think Mikey said opening day of the season where they beat Man City so they're not too far off mm. uh, Jerry went with the football uh, the inventive football against Beach Ball which was uh, Darren, Be- Darren Ben's speciality years ago I'm pretty sure that's right Jamie said it this is a rubbish section from Harry once again that's what it is <laughs> I put Norwich signing Ryan Shawcross. So once again, I think we're quite. That we're was quite your exciting up. moment. That Ryan was my exciting moment. When they had, they had a defensive crisis, which a, they did. I think I, think I was fed I up with you. Like, at least I came up with something. Harry, is, there any, is there any more of these segments? Is that it, Harry? Because we've been there there's one more. The, the last <laughs> one is sacks. Who got sacks first? Who who did you think was going to get sacked? I probably I'm said Solskjaer. Get out of the way now, and he, he's still in the job, so he cares. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did I say, Harry? You put Graham Potter. So not oh. too bad. <laughs> not too bad. No, he's still Ollie in the Chris job. Wilder. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's probably going to get manager of the season. He's at least up there, isn't he? So, <laughs> good one. I him. said uh, Farker. Daniel Fox from Norwich. That's so none name. of our managers got sacked. <laughs> no, none of our. No, you're not wrong though. Yeah, they all kept their job. Yeah. We all said different people, <laughs> and they all kept their. So we're very, very one, good at Watford this. Manager, but uh, mm. yeah, right. That's all the ones. I think we did an okay job without anything special. I don't think we three did. Of us I think did. did terrible. Three of, oh, three of us I think I did good. Considering yeah, Ollie's a West Ham right. player and you got all of them wrong, you know that, that's pretty <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Okay, well next time we do this, when we do predictions, you not make sure I actually be specific and not just like ridiculously open. Like, I'll actually make sure I say things this time. This doesn't so make great listening, does it? But hey. What was the what was the one that I got spot on? The Danny Ings fifteen got see if it's Saints, I got that spot on. It's just Premier League. I was just all over the place. So hope you enjoyed listening to our our predictions and uh yeah, make sure you stick around next time. Uh I'll we'll say who we are. Harry, do you want to say goodbye? I say goodbye. Perfect. Mikey, do you want to say goodbye? Ma. And Jamie say goodbye. See you later. <laughs> see you later. We'll see you That's later. That's something different. That's something different. <laughs>